Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Full forward, Stephen Michael in front and has been awarded the mark. One point the difference. Short step to Stephen Michael. Mark of the day. 3-6-24 to 2-2-14. 30 minutes gone and a very long quarter of play as Stephen Michael emerges. That's great play by Michael out the Waits for it and doesn't get it. Harper intercepts. Tackling on both sides is intense. Side of the ground, holding in front. Michael from behind. Good mark. Back into play. Back out towards the grandstand side. Michael in there, one-hander. Has that been bad? It has. Oh, great mark. Now, I was an East Perth supporter growing up, and every time we played South Fremantle, this guy used to kill us. Absolutely kill us. He was just like a, a one-man band. I love reconnecting with this gentleman, Stephen Albert Michael. Uh, lives in uh, Collie these days, and, of course, we've seen him fleetingly. Uh, he's now involved with the Stephen Michael Foundation. We're going to find out more about that. And the brood is growing. I think he's got seven children, grandchildren, uh, running amok around Collie and Western Australia. Stephen, how are you going? Good, thanks, Pete. How are yourself, my friend? Good. How big's the family now? I reckon it's in the hundreds. Oh, don't be that bloody stupid, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's going pretty good. You know, like you, you're right, you know, seven, uh, seven children, five boys, two girls. Yeah, no, and, and uh, about 26 uh, grandchildren. And look like maybe being a great grandfather in uh, March sometime. Unbelievable. Uh, good on you, mate. I know you're a very proud uh, family man. And I know when I spoke to you last time, you were actually coaching, was it your grandchildren's footy team? Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I was coaching the grandgirls. Uh, I'll give you that's about two years. Oh, yeah, it's two years ago. Uh, I coached them for and. Um, I got them up to, and to scratch and all that where they should be and all that and uh, just moved on and uh, let another person come and take over. Unfortunately, uh, I don't know what actually happened with it because the boys left Collie and they played out in, say, uh, the Upper Great Southern and the Low South West and they both won grand finals. So, and they're out, um, well, what do you call it, uh, Laurels was there with the boys where they were playing footy at the time and, you know, and the girls give all the footy away and all that because, uh, like I said, I don't know what happened to the Collie Vehicle mm. Footy Club at the time. Yeah, of course, a lot of people remember one of your kids in Clem who was at the Fremantle Footy Club. How's he going? Well, he's going very well. His daughter's going to be... Clem's going to be a grandfather in March. So his daughter's going to have a baby for and make me a grandpa. Oh, fantastic. Great news. Good to be brought up to speed with the great Michael family. Now, you're a proud Noongar man, as we know. A lot has been said, and I'm going to talk about the Stephen Michael Foundation in a moment, but I thought I'd just ask you this question, Steve, because you've always been a very humble man, down-to-earth man, and that's the reason you decided to stay in Perth and play for South Fremantle and resist all those overtures to go and play in the might of the VFL. And uh, you are regarded as a bit of a cult hero when it comes to football and what you achieved. But 
a lot has been said about Australia Day and playing sport. Ash Gardner from the Australian women's cricket team reckons we shouldn't be playing now sport and celebrate sport on Australia Day and everyone's got their opinions now. Uh, what are your thoughts on it all, Steve, uh, in relation to now being a proud Noongar man, as we know, and the so-called division in the community regarding the tomorrow? Well, you know, you know, I've got my own thoughts for that, you know, and, you know, I'll just go with the, well, say, the, the majority of the people and all that. You know, I think we all make decisions and all that. And uh, uh, some are right, some are wrong. Um, all I use at the moment is what I, and what I'll go say to you is that, you know, um, and we talk about the foundation at the moment where I'm a great believer that we all should be all united together. So, you know, what people got in their own minds and what they got in their own head and what they think about uh, which way you should go, that's up to them really, Pete. So do you feel in some ways to unify uh, the country uh, that maybe we should look at another date so everybody can come together from all walks of life? Well, that, that could be a possibility, Pete, but like I said, you know, um, I'm only a small cog in the wheel and I think the government department makes all these choices, not us. And, mm. you know, we, we all, everyone's got an opinion and all that. At the end of the day, um, I think uh, what we do and all that is make... Um, you know, let the government make the decide. And, you know, like I said, we always voice their opinion, but at the end of the day, they have to be heard uh, from the government department. Yeah, fair enough. As I said, uh, you've always been very humble and very sincere with your thoughts. Now, you are the patron of the Stephen Michael Foundation, which supports uh, disengaged, at-risk and disadvantaged youth across WA. Uh, tell us about your journey at the moment and how prevalent is this in relation to at-risk youth in Western Australia? Oh, Pete, it's, it's, it's really important, in my opinion. It's been going for five years. Um, we've got some good staff members there. You know, at the moment, um, um, Tommy's a chairperson, Paul McGumba and Julie Jackson and Rory uh, and Liam and all that. So all these guys are on board. And it's amazing what they're doing. You know, um, we look at... Uh, what I want to say we look at, we look at schools and country communities and all that, and we go out and try to say, set goals for kids that are um, a little bit disunfortunate. When I say disunfortunate, and first of all, Pete, I'll say it's for non-English kids, boys, girls and everything. So really, it's not just for one group of kids, it's for all kids in Western Australia. And that's why I say, you know, we look at um, like Australia Day or whatever day, if we can work together and make the right choices in life, and that's what the foundation's about, making the right choices in life at schools, at home, with their mums and dads, and with the, um, what sports they're going to do, and that gives them a future in life. And somewhere along the line, I hope we can sit down and maybe before, after my time goes through, that we do get a, maybe Indigenous government or maybe Indigenous Prime Minister, or we work together and make the rules for the country as one, not as individuals, because I always use the train lines where they run parallel with everyone all the time. But let's do them parallel lines up together and make one voice. Steve, uh, you're a very proud family man. And the reason I brought up your seven children, you said you've got 26 grandchildren, you're about to become a great-grandfather as well. Uh, there's a lot of family issues, isn't there, of course? Uh, separation in families, disjointed families. Have you seen that in regional Western Australia in your travels? And that's uh, maybe part of the problem? Oh, you do, Pete. And, and, you know, and, and, and what I'd like to think that we look at is say, just don't go out there and say, look at Indigenous kids. Look at 
non-Indigenous, because we either get that in all races, Pete, and, you know, we had that all over Western Australia, maybe Australia, so, you know, um, we had that, and that's good for heaven and the day, you know, all you have to do is look around a collie at the moment, or even Bunbury, or even Cajun, where I come from, even anywhere, uh, up north where I go, you'll always have that disadvantaged family, and it mightn't be an Indigenous family, it might be a white family, and mm. that's what I say, we have to look at the bigger picture out there and say, right, we have got problems in the country. Where has the travels taken you, Steve? As I said, uh, you're now immersed into your foundation as the patron. Where have you gone in recent times? Uh, I suppose you've travelled the length and breadth of this great state. Yes. Um, it, it's from, say, um, Butland to, um, well, Bacolli, I live there. Uh, Narragans. Narragans is a very good place for us going to. Um, Marble Bar, uh, Yelgu, Mount Magnet, Geraldton, uh, Mullawar, um, Laverton, Leonora. So, you know, we, we go all over the place. And, the, you know, the beauty of it is that, you know, we got kids who goes out to these places and the kids interact very, very well with the students out there because I think that's on the same level of understanding where if I go, well, I do go out there, but if I go out and say, right, I want this done and that done or the way it's done, but when the staff goes out there, they can uh, interact with the player as a group and the boys and the girls, and we just get a very unique unique group of people who runs it for us. Mm. So it's a case in relation to your foundation with the disengaged and at-risk uh, disadvantaged youth is to try and get them into schools and get them into community groups and maybe sporting groups where they can certainly feed and get involved with other people their age. Is that what you're trying to do? Yes, that's that right, Pete. And, and I think we are looking later on down the road for a longer-term future as being leaderships. And we do have leadership roles in, in our foundation. And, and you know, uh, we do have uh, functions for that and, and recognise uh, leaders in the program. So you, you're dead right, Pete. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to think of the kids' future. And, you know, when I say think of the kids' future, you know, I think if we sit back and say do nothing, nothing gets done. If we get out and say, right, have a go, you might get 3 or 4% will come through or one or two kids will come through, but at least we get someone coming through. Mm. So I know that your foundation is so important and you've explained to us uh, the great work you're doing, but no doubt you need corporate support to help you out, don't you, Steve? And your foundation is always on the lookout for people that are prepared to support your foundation. Oh, yeah, that's, well, it's not, you know, it is a foundation, but at the end of the day, supporting the kids, and, you know, we'd love to get anyone on board. You know, we have got, you know, I'm not going to go through the name of the, the, um, the sponsors because we've got so many, but it's just, you know, more sponsorship, more people put on the ground, and more kids will get involved with it, and more results at the end of the day. You know, I think maybe two years or two and a half years ago, we had Indigenous kids graduating, uh, early, you know, um Mega therapy, first year Indigenous kids graduate from year 12. So, you know, these are some of the steps we take. And the biggest thing we got is say, right, you know, is get them on, on board with us. Mm. And get them to schools and all that and say communication. And, you know, the biggest, uh, the beauty of it, we got the education department on board too. So, you know, and we got government departments on board. So, you know, well, everyone we go on board is um, see the results that we're going to achieve out of it. Fantastic, Steve. No, terrific. And finally, as I let you go with a couple of final questions, you, I know you still follow footy, you, be, you follow your beloved uh, South Fremantle. What about uh, Clem's former club, the Fremantle Dockers and the West Coast Eagles? Do you still follow them? 
Yes and no. I want to say yes and no. I, I, I love to go. I love to go and watch them at, at uh, the stadium. Uh, but I watch a lot of the South American games because I, I reckon um, it's grassroots footy. I think everyone's um, pushing to get a game and all that, and say so that in, in well, what's the word you use? You have to perform to get that game. And where I think you know, I'm not being rude to the guys who play, but I reckon it's a very good competition. And but it's like a business. There's no more enjoyment in it. Right? You where mm. you know you go to a country game, and you know I went much south play the Northern Territory All Stars on the weekend. And what a bloody good game of football that was! You know, South went down by two points. They had something like um, ten to twelve uh, rookies in there, and you know, and these guys guys stepped up to the mark. And you know, they played against like Stevie Motlop and uh, Ali Ben Allen and all that. So mm. you know, they had a very good uh, challenge to play, and they went down by two. And in my opinion, uh, South should have won it because they made a lot of fundamental mistakes. Because they're kids, and this is what grassroots what is about. It's saying, right, look at the kids and see what they're doing. You know, because I think the AFL is is going um, in leaps and bounds, but we're forgetting about the grassroots sports. Yeah, no, it's great. So you were up there. You actually saw that game in person between the Northern Territory and South Fremantle, Steve. Yes, Pete. You know, like, like I say, it was a good game. Uh, um, caught up with Basil Benny, uh, Mr. Malcolm Griffith Brown. Oh, was he up there? Michael was he? Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he would have lost yeah, about. He would have lost about ten kilos, I reckon, in the humidity. I don't think it wasn't the only one. I'd see that much because <laughs> terrible up there. Oh, that but, was. You know, uh, it's good catching up with the, with the boys and that. You know, and like I said, uh, you know, Basil's coming off um, chemo. Benny had a um, kidney replacement quite a while ago, and he's a bit in treatment for that. So you know, it's it's like like I said to Brownie and um, Baz and Benny, I said you know that 1980 grand final side, you can't replace that. That group of people is unplaceable. Uh, I think on the 20th of February we play golf together. Um, I'm going down on the 1st of February uh, in Rockingham with Brownie and that and a few other boys have a uh, uh, morning tea down there. So you know we still unite more. As we get older, which, which you know, like I say, it's a family inside mm. of a family. And Brownie, of course, uh, he had a nickname for you, didn't he? I'm not going to tell you. Anything. <laughs> 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 now, as I let you go, because Brownie told me what he called you, we can't mention it on radio. You uh, still hold the waffle record for the most consecutive league games with 217. And Brad Hardy tells me the story. And you can confirm it. You know, in these days of high tech and sports science, Stephen Michael, who played, uh, what, 243 games for South, 217 consecutively, used to be a truck driver, used to have training, and people worked those days, and used to drive your truck into Fremantle Oval, park on the bank there, which was a cement bank, used to knock down a Bakewell pie and have a can of Coke, then go to the rooms get your training strip off and burn on the track. Is that correct? No, no, that, that, no that, that was not under training. It was more or less before a game. <laughs> before no, a game. Before a game, yeah. More quick to the point. So you had, a bake wall, you had a bake wall pie and a can of Coke before you ran up and demolished all the opposition players. Yep, and, and it, it wasn't more than a back, uh, pie. It might have been a... Uh, fish and chips or chicken and chips. So, you know, I, I just don't know where these guys get all this uh, stuff from saying, right, we can look after the body. You know, we, I, I do believe that, but I think there's a difference. I don't drink and I don't smoke. So that might add a lot more for it. And like you said, Pete, I did work. So, you know, I, I come from a hard working family and, you know, 
like I said, you know, my commitment is to say sport. I enjoyed it. I loved it. And I made a lot of good friends, right, Pete? And I love talking to you, mate. It's great to have a chat to you. And I, let me tell you, if you played in today's age, you'd absolutely rip them apart. Don't worry about that. You're just an outstanding person to watch. An outstanding individual as well. Good luck with the Stephen Michael Foundation, mate. And thanks yeah, for joining thank us on the program. Yeah, thank you very much, my friend. Good on you. There's Stephen Michael, one of the greats of all time with some great stories. There you go. Everybody listening, AFL footballers, fish and chips, bake or pies and a can of cake before the match. And I don't think anybody would be able to have matched Stephen Michael and the player that he was. Two-time Sandover medalist, of course, as we know, is in the Australian Football Hall of Fame. He's in the West Australian Football Hall of Fame. He was the All-Australian captain uh, back in 1983. Just an unbelievable player. Great to have a chat to him and his thoughts there on Australia Day as well. It's 29 past five here on Sports Day. And, of course, you can get behind the Perth Wildcats. They've got a home game tomorrow night. Uh, it should be a big one. Uh, head to ticketech.com.au to pick up your tickets if you want to go and support uh, the Perth Wildcats and their remaining home games at RAC Arena.